Hello and welcome to Mastermind Growth, where we share the wisdom, the insights and the stories from business owners. My name is John Cassie-Rice and I have the pleasure to be your host for this week's podcast. I'm your local Federation of Small Businesses membership advisor, meeting and supporting businesses from all industries. Today, we're going a little bit international, so I have the pleasure of having Bronwyn with us. Hello, Bronwyn. Hi, hi, I'm Bronwyn Burncombe. I'm I'm in Namibia at the moment. Yeah. Wow. And I understand it's a, a little bit warmer there than it is here. Yes, it's in the 30s. Um, <laughs> a little bit uncomfortable, um, but it's wonderful. I'm doing some wildlife conservation volunteering over here. Uh, but my normal place of uh, of my home is Hampshire in England. So. Oh, a lovely place indeed. <laughs> yeah, and just near Winchester. Excellent, excellent. So tell us about your business. What, what do you do? Well, I'm now a full-time property investor um, when I'm not doing my adventures. Um, but it was only seven years ago when I started in property. So my, my main career has been banking. I've been, I worked for Lloyds Bank for 21 years, all in all. And I thought that was where I was going to stay until I retired but when they told me that I couldn't take my pension until I was 67, I was thinking, how can I do all the things I want to do when I'm that age? Uh, I thought that there's got to be another way. So I looked into property investing and I read a book called Property Magic by Simon Zucci. And I just thought it wasn't, it was too good to be true, to be perfectly honest. I, I didn't think it was possible to actually replace your corporate income with, with property rental income. Um, but I thought, well, with my husband and I both quite keen to, to travel and to do um, some specific adventures, we started our education with Simon Zucci on his mastermind program, which is about between 10 and 12 months long, whilst we were both working full time. So that was our investment in our education was if we're going to do this properly, if we're truly going to be able to give up our jobs, then we really need to invest in our knowledge and that's where we started seven years ago now. Yeah. Wow. And you make it sound like it was a smooth journey. Was there any challenges along the way? <laughs> lots, lots of challenges. Um, the reason I chose um, the education that I did was because there was coaching and mentoring available. And for me, um, in a busy banking job, two children, elderly mother, I had very little time. Um, so that was a big challenge for me was time. Um, but it was also um, making sure that I had accountability. So having a coach and having focused actions to take meant that I really, um, I really did make sure that I did what I was going to say, you know, going to do from the from the program and the course that I did. But it wasn't all plain sailing. Of course, it wasn't. You know, especially early days. You know, there's so many fears and things that you worry about. Um, not least, you know, borrowing more money. We, we remortgaged our house, uh, took money out of the equity, which we were lucky enough to have, but then ran out, of course, very, very quickly in that first year. So started working with other people's money. And that's really quite nerve wracking as well. Um, it's a big responsibility working with investors, but it's something I've been really very, very good at um, from that early days. And I think my banking record or my banking history helped a little bit because I was quite comfortable with, with money uh, and quite happy to talk to people about borrowing from them and paying them back with interest. So that came naturally to me, but it was still a huge responsibility, especially yeah. in, in the early days. 
And I think the mindset, you, you alluded to the mindset more than the actual physical things that you need to do is really important. Yes. Yes, it's, it is about taking action. Um, it's, you can learn and learn and learn and you know, keep asking questions, but if you don't actually start to buy property and, and actually take that pro, make that progress, then, then it's quite hard because you learn as you do it. Um, you know, the, the, you, there are five golden rules that I learned with Simon that I've also got in my book. You know, those five golden rules, if things ticked against those rules, was the property in the right location? Was it, um, did I, was I buying through a motivated seller? Was I able to, um, to refinance that property later, perhaps add value to it? Those were the things that if, they, if I ticked all those boxes and the return on investment was above a certain amount that I set, then we would say, yes, let's make an offer on that property. Let's offer, let's understand the position of the, of the seller. And um, yeah, our strategy was houses of multiple occupation, HMOs, early days, because they give a much higher return. So we, we created a few HMOs in Southampton and then moved on to Portsmouth, did some in Portsmouth. It seemed to be um, a little bit easier in Portsmouth. There were bigger properties. Um, and perhaps the Article 4 was a little bit easier when we were doing it in that, that first year. Right. So yes, all in all, we, we did. We, we created about six HMOs in that first year, um, which wasn't easy, but um, enabled my husband to leave his job first. Then I carried on for another 12 months on reduced hours to three days a week. And then I gave up my job in the second year, the end of the second year of learning. So that was four years ago now. Yeah. Wow. Five years ago. Five years. Well, five years. <laughs> so I guess yeah. um, you had to be strict with yourself. So I'm, I'm sure you come across properties that ticked maybe three of the boxes that you yeah. you had to walk away from. Yes, yes. I think it is a numbers game. You know, the more properties that you, that you view, um, the more you get to know the area, the more you get to know the estate agents as well. So yes, there were, there were quite a few that um, didn't quite work, but you know, we were determined to find motivated sellers and quite often the agents would come back to us. Oh, this, this one's fallen through. The, the seller is really keen because they found their property. So we've, we did that on a few occasions. Um, we did a, a repossession property that was very interesting as well um, we had to be cash buyers for that so i had one investor that put all the money in for the purchase of that property um, and then we refurbished it um, refinanced it and then gave her her money back with 10 percent interest so that worked well but um yes it is you know i think probably we probably view five or six before we offered on one um, something like that that sort of ratio all right, excellent. And would you consider sort of the climate of the world at the moment still a good, good venture to get into? Absolutely, yes, yes. Um, it's always a good time to be investing. Um, you have to keep a close eye on your local market, the area that you're choosing to invest in. You need to understand it and know what's happening, what's happening with employment, what's happening in the local economy. But there's no getting away from the fact that there is such a high demand for rental, especially in city centres. So if you can find an area where there's that high demand, um, then it's a good time to invest at any time, as long as that demand continues. 
Right. Uh, if, if you find an area where the, fact, the local factory's closed down or maybe the, the hospital has moved, you know, then, then that's different. But generally, if you find the right location, there are always opportunities, um, no matter what um, is happening in the economy. You just need to understand your particular area really well. Excellent. And it sounds like this has enabled you to open up to some of your other passions and go on quite a, an adventure. Yes, well, the first thing was um, my husband was really keen to do a bit more sailing in his life. So he um, he wanted to do the clipper round the world yacht race, or he wanted to do one of the races, one of the legs. Um, so he set that goal. Um, when I'd given up my job, it was, okay, when is the next race happening? Uh, it was about 18 months away, so there was plenty of time for us to, to plan for that. Um, but in the end, he signed up to do the whole race, and we were both away from the UK for 12 months. And he he crossed all the oceans around the world, took 12 months, and I followed him, but I didn't sail. I, I, I travelled by plane and had my own adventures along the way. And that's how I discovered Namibia. Um, I was really keen to do some things in Africa. Um, after he'd um, been based, he'd sailed across from Uruguay into Cape Town. And when he sailed from Cape Town to Australia, I came up here to Namibia and volunteered at a wildlife sanctuary. And that's where I've come back um, three years later. Um, but this time I'm with my husband, he's here as well. And we're here for probably three months, maybe a bit longer. Oh, so okay. um, yeah, we love, we love working in different parts of the world, but we can continue to work using laptops as well, of course. So yes. we're all in touch with people. Excellent. And is there any particular conservation that you're involved in? Well, this is a place called Nankuse, which is uh, cheetah, mainly cheetah-focused, um, educating for local farmers, but also rehabilitating animals that have been um, either orphaned or injured. Um, and they do a lot of work with um, the local Bushman tribes as well, helping them and, and educating the children. So I do a little bit of everything actually here. This is a great charity. I love to, to give back to them. We come here, we pay to be here and we give our time um, to the charity. I work one day a week at the moment on a Sunday. That's when I do my coaching. I love to teach people how to invest in the UK. So I sort of set aside a Sunday to do my coaching. Um, and the rest of the time, yeah, we're up at seven um, and we start work at eight. We finish about 4.30, 5 o'clock um, and then, yeah, can relax. But it's, um, yeah, it's full on digging holes for, for baboons, um, walking the cheetah, doing some research. Uh, so many different jobs that we do out here. It's uh, really good fun. Enjoying it. Well, it sounds like your business has really sort of um, sparked off a passion for life in general and adventure. Well, property has given us that freedom. And that's really what I want to encourage other people to consider is what would you spend your time doing if you weren't working? And that applies to property as well. Um, so many of my property colleagues you know, they're always doing the next deal or they're managing their properties themselves. So they, they haven't got any time. And the difference with John and myself is that we were very clear from day one that we wouldn't manage any of our properties. We've got the six HMOs. We've got five guest houses now. We have um, a development of eight houses that's just being sold at the moment. 
and we've got another deal on the go. So all of that we do in our time, we manage the managers and uh, we're running a trading business with the guest houses. So we have weekly meeting with our manager. We run the systems behind the scenes and we made sure before we left to come to Africa during, during lockdown was a really good time for us because we could really focus on our systems and make sure that everything was ready for us to, to leave and it was in safe hands. So my passion really is to help other people achieve what we've done so that they too can follow their, their passion and do things that they feel in their heart is the right thing for them to be doing. Um, and property doesn't have to be that thing. You know, it's a means to an end. Um, and I've written a book called Building Your Dream Life, which is very much about that. How do you create from property the ability to do other things and still have the business give you an income? And that's the big thing that I love to, to help people think about and consider. Excellent. So yeah, I've got, got a book offer. I think uh, I've sent you a link uh, to get a signed copy of my book. So if anybody's interested, um, there's a link there. Excellent. We'll put that up on our website. So if there is somebody listening to this and they're excited about getting hold, a hold of the book, but maybe potentially having some coaching and finding out more about what you do so they can go on their own life adventure, how would they contact you? Well, you can find me on social media with a name like mine, Bronwen Verncombe. It's an unusual name. Um, I'm very active on LinkedIn and Facebook. So find me on, on either of those and connect with me. I've got a website as well, which I've given you the link to. It's the Property Investing Foundation, which is the website with all the details about my online program. And you can mix and match with my program. You can do just look at the modules or you can have a bit of coaching with me. Or you can say, look, you just want to focus on one thing and I can help you with that. But um, yeah, have a little look and uh, see what you think. Um, no matter where you're starting, there's always more to learn. And I'm still learning myself. Yes. Um, I attend a lot of webinars. I've got a SaaS pension. So I've been learning a lot about how I use my pension to create value. Um, and with development as well. Um, I do joint ventures. Um, with my builder. So JVs are a big thing for us. Again, it gives us freedom. So we provide the finance and the investors and the experts do the doing so that's very much my mantra as well oh fabulous love the enthusiasm and the um the, the big heartness and the venture that, you, that you're supplying yes well it's it's taken time and it wasn't easy so you know i know it sounds like it was but it probably took us three years to really decide that we were going to step back and let other people do the doing. Um, I think I found that harder than my husband. <laughs> he was the one that says, I'm, I'm out of here, I'm ready to go. And I was like, actually, I really like to teach. So that's why I carried on with my coaching. Yes. Um, and I do that in between everything else. He's like, you know, he just does the systems. And I'm the one that says, actually, I want to still teach people. So when Simon Zucci, when I finished his program, I hosted the Southampton PIN meeting. And he then asked me to teach Mastermind for 12 months to a group of 10 people. So I did that down in, in Winchester. So I've been used to, to teaching and really enjoyed it. So I didn't really want to let that go. So I keep that going no matter where I am in the world. I keep teaching because I'm still investing myself. So it's not like I've stopped. No. I'm still doing the doing. 
but I love to do the teaching too. Excellent. Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing your time with us. I really appreciate that, Bronwyn. No problem at all. Nice to be, be here. Thanks very much for having me. Pleasure, pleasure. So this has been a podcast by business owners for business owners. Until next time, see you soon. See you then, Bronwyn. Cheers. Bye. The Federation of Small Businesses with practical help for business owners such as free business banking. No charges for everyday banking services such as paying in checks and cash. It also includes a free change facility so you can always have enough coins and notes when you need it most. Any questions, contact me at john.cassidy-rice at fsb.org.uk.